So welcome guys. Hey guys. Hi. Uh, this is Dane and Dalabla. And again, this is uh, episode two. Number two. Number two of the Married Ever After podcast. That's right. Um, I'm so excited. We this is uh, we're doing this again, which is awesome for us. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> we're following through. We're fo- <laughs> it's a major thing about following through, especially mm-hmm. in marriage. And um, in today's episode, I guess we're going to talk about something that we kind of closed off with on the last episode, which was expectations versus realities. And what does that really mean? What what expectations that we have um, concerning our our getting into our not only our relationship, but into our marriage and how those things played out, whether they were good or bad or did it lead to any sort of you know conflict, which at times it did and how we were able to resolve that and hopefully give you some insight and some tips that has worked for us and hopefully may work for you. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like you said, we're talking about expectations versus realities. And the thing with expectations is that when you have expectations, you also kind of set yourself up for failures if you don't communicate your expectations. That's very true. Um, so we're going to start from the beginning, like even before we got married about, you know, the expectations we had f- for each other, getting into the relationship and things of that nature. So for me, <laughs> when he first asked me to be his girlfriend, he officially asked. We didn't just like, I didn't just assume, yeah, <laughs> you know, nah. he definitely officially asked and, and um, I didn't give you an answer right away. Yeah. When so tell 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 the audience like you tell the story because you tell the story better. Oh well, well, thank you. So um, just as quick so we can get into all right, the topic. fine, quickly as possible. I we were talking for a while, building a friendship for a few months, and what happened was we used to um, take this bus off campus. I didn't have a car as yet, and we would go to the local malls in the area. So on our way to go to one of these malls that we normally go to, um, it was nighttime and I, I really was like, okay, this is the moment. Let me ask her, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? I literally said it like that. I don't think I said, do you want to you go or do you want to go together? I was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I wanted to be very specific, very on point because you are also the type of person who's like, say what you mean and mean what you say. And I really wanted to make sure that no matter um, how I presented the information, I was very direct and um, distinct in what I was asking. And you literally told me, I'm going to have to think about it. I did. Yes. (laughs) So continue. I did say I have to think about it because, like I said, with expectations, I really believe in, like you said, say what you mean, mean what you say. And um, when it comes to you know, relationships and having a boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. I like to be very clear, you know. Um, I remember, you know, I really told him I have to think about it because I really did have to think about it because I knew that getting into a relationship, there would be some type of expectations when you're somebody's girlfriend versus when you're somebody's friend or you're just hanging out. You know, it's more official. And I'm the type of person also that I don't like labels Oh my God. <laughs> that just brought big, memories back. We had a big issue about me and labels. We did. I don't like, you know, labels, the whole girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, all that fiance, all those labels. Oh man. We had hurdles with me overcoming them. We, okay. We did. So that that also leads to expectations versus reality. You know, like for me, 
I had hurdles with the first level, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, because like I said, there's expectations there. When you're officially somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend, then it's like you have to do certain things. There's expectations of you being available. There's expectations of you being available, not just physically, like, you know, being there, hanging out, all that kind of stuff, but also emotionally. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) So I did have to think about it. Obviously, I said yes after what? What, a couple hours? It was it was a few hours. I, I think when we went to the mall, um, we hung out with... We went with a group of friends, so we went out hung out with those friends. I really don't remember if we went and saw a movie that day, but I think we wanted to... I don't remember, like but I did say... You did say yes. Yes, but I also made it clear that I have boundaries, okay? Oh, my God. And my boundaries, you know, was part of the hurdles of the whole label boyfriend girlfriend thing i even though he asked me to be his girlfriend and you know i said yes i was like well i don't want to hold hands in public we talked about this in the last i don't want pda you know public displays of affection yes i don't want you know i just wanted to feel natural you wanted to feel free as free as can be. I wanted to be as free as can be right. because labels make me feel like a caged animal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it does. There's something about a label and the expectations upon that label that makes me hyperventilate. It makes right. me go take it, deep breaths because I does. feel closed in. Because like I said, with labels come expectations and with expectations can come disappointment if you're not meeting somebody's expectations. And also, you don't want to feel like a failure or a loser if you're not meeting somebody's expectations. Right. And to kind of jump on what you were just saying, for you and what we talked about sort of in the last episode and hopefully subsequently in more episodes, you didn't want to set yourself up for any sort of failure on your part or my part in the relationship. Would you agree with that? Yep. Okay. So... Um, it was really hard, especially when, you know, trying to explain to her that, okay, things wouldn't be the way that she thought in her head. What I thought in my head, um, I remember the day after asking her, we legit had a conversation about, you know, labels. And I never really thought about it before because, you know, I didn't, while I, I do think deeply, I didn't think about this pers- this particular thing that and that level of depth. But I did understand that, her saying yes was her at least committing to the fact that she was going to take this relationship seriously. And because I was extremely serious, meaning that I knew, like I said in the previous episode, I found the one. So whatever it was going to take for me to make sure she was comfortable, my wife was comfortable in any aspect of this relationship, I wanted to make sure that not only did I understand where she was coming from, but also put her at ease with the way that things would hopefully and eventually did develop concerning our relationship. Um, and I remember saying to you a couple of things because I, I, well, first of all, I asked you a couple of questions about what does this mean to you? And again, we're really young at the time. Um, what does that label thing mean to you? And, and I think, I don't recall verbatim what you said, but you were, I think you were just more concerned about what does that mean to other people? What does that look like to other people? What do no, other people's no, expectations no. were? So correct. No, my issue was it had nothing to do with other people because other people weren't in our relationship. Right. My issue was the fact that labels make me feel claustrophobic. 
Oh, you are claustrophobic. I felt the label of girlfriend make made me at the time initially feel trapped. Because then it makes me feel like, okay, if this is my boyfriend, remember, you're my first real boyfriend. Right. So if you're my first real boyfriend, then it's like, okay, what does this mean? Does that mean, okay, I can't see other people? Does that mean, okay, I can't hang out with, you know, with like my friends the way I want to hang out with my friends? Or does that mean you need this big chunk of my time all the time? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like there were certain expectations that came with it that I was totally new to. Because you are my first real boyfriend. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it really didn't have anything to do with other people. The PDA part, probably, because I was like, well, I grew up not even liking PDA. I didn't like people kissing in front of me. I did not like people d- doing public displays of affection in front of me. I was just like, ew, get a room. <laughs> so if I didn't like it, if I didn't like to see other people do it, obviously I'm not going to you know, be trying to do it in front of other people right, either. Right, right, So right. that's what that was about. But as far as the, you know, the expectations, you know, I did have expectations for you as well because, okay, well, if you're my boyfriend, also, like I said, you're my first real boyfriend, mm-hmm. I've had, I had expectations based on what I saw in like, on TV and movies. Like I said in the previous video, I'm a rom-com girl. So, you know, I like romantic comedies. So I did have expectations of you being like the guys that I saw in the romantic comedies, you know, like, you know, like, and in some ways you were that, you know, but in other ways it's like, Oh, romantic comedies aren't real. You know, like there's real people that this, you know, he's not a character. Like he's a real person with real emotions and feelings and depths and layers. Yeah. So besides the expectations of, you know, that I assumed you had for me in terms of would he want me to be available all the time? Would he want, you know, like this girlfriend thing, what does that mean to him? I had expectations for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it was definitely something I feel like we stumbled our way through. We did. Until we figured out, you know, on that first level, you know, that first hurdle, until we right. figured out, you know, like I think that the thing that, that helped us to figure it out was when, I forgot which one of us said it, but it was like, okay, we're in this relationship. It doesn't matter. Oh, I said it. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter who else. Yeah. You know, other people don't matter. It, it's it just, was the rules. Right. We had like our own relationship rules. Yeah. Which was... Is me and you. Correct. Nobody else matters. Correct. So whatever we say goes or doesn't go in this relationship, yeah. as long as it, it's, it's, we're both fine with it, then that's all that matters. Right. And I, I'll, I'll, hopefully I could break it down a little bit better. So, you know, I remember saying to you, we'll, we'll have our own rules, right? Mm-hmm. No, um, we don't get other people involved in our relationship unless, unless it's somebody we absolutely a, can trust that will not take a side. Right. Right. And that changed over time because originally it was just we don't want to have anybody else in our relationship. We create our own. The second one was well, we create our own rules. Right. And basically we don't take what other people have done or rom-com or whatever and make that fit for us because that may not work. Right. And we don't put the pressures that other people put on their partners you know, we don't put those extra pressures on each other in terms of like when we were in college, we had friends that were in volatile relationships. Very volatile. And I was just like, okay, I don't want none of that because I felt like some of them put a lot of expectations onto the other without 
reciprocating what they wanted either. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, so right. it's kind of like I had a friend that her, you know, her boyfriend was, you know, laying it low and spreading it wide, you know, with other girls. But obviously he wouldn't want her to do that with other guys. So it's like, that's not balanced. That's not fair. Right. I feel like I don't judge anybody's relationship. I honestly no. don't. I feel like if people have certain rules for their relationship, like if they have relationships where they're free to to see other people, as long as it's fair and both sides are okay with it, hey, that works for them. It is what it is. But I feel like when it's one-sided and then you still have expectations of the person to to treat you a certain way when right. you're not treating that person a certain right. way, then it becomes unfair and unbalanced. I agree. And again, when our relationship grew and developed, um, it didn't necessarily change. It adapted to what we needed, the what that we needed that role to. And then the third and the last one, which really should have been number one, is that we keep God first, no matter mm -hmm. what, um, because that's our foundation. Our, uh, well, I was going to get into that when we get into the marriage part, because I feel like that's what really helped us in the marriage part. You know what I'm I, saying? I feel, I feel like it too. helped us it helped us in our relationship. In our relationship, too. definitely. But I feel like for the marriage part is where that really, really heavily played a part. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I feel like definitely in our, you know, establishing the foundation of our relationship because we're both Christians, mm -hmm. you know, we there's a certain foundation that we we understood that in order for our relationship to work, we both have to be able to submit to God. You Correct. know what I'm saying? Correct. So, because I, I also hate when guys are telling women, oh, you know, submit, submit, but it's like, okay, who do you submit to? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, but that's a whole nother video, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like if you, women, if you're going to be with a, with a man and, you know, you guys are going to be on this journey of marriage together, right. I feel like it's very important that he also be submissive to a higher power, which is God. I feel like a man that's not accountable to anyone is very dangerous. Extremely. So I just want to get that out of the way. That's a little <laughs> PSA right there. But yeah, we're not gonna we're gonna we're not gonna mention who that one's for. But hopefully, yeah, for, it's for any guy. Right. You know, I feel like I've seen multiple examples of different men that are not accountable to a higher power or to somebody that they respect or trust, and right. they are very dangerous. They're reckless. They're wild. No, absolutely. It's like wild animals. I, I, absolutely, and I think for so. for me, my main. You know, my main being and purpose of being besides being a great husband and a father is to be submissive to God. You know, that's you ask anybody. My faith is one of, is basically the structure and the, and the footholds that I stand on. And for me, fundamentally, that's what I leaned on a lot in the beginning of our relationship, mm -hmm. because, you know, you shared with me your expectations um, my, I don't really think I had necessarily any expectations going into the relationship. Um, it's just, I was super hyper-focused to be the best for you. Right. And for me, because in that process, I, I was also growing up, but you, you know, like I said, in the last episode, you finding you was one of those things that was just like, oh my God, I have now a major purpose you know what i'm saying and and i know that may seem like so ex existential but it's like no seriously because i have now a purpose not just a purpose but i can actually give love to somebody who needs love who and who deserves love mm -hmm. and that for me was like okay i can do this and 
the only expectation I really had, I think, was that you loved me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which, again, took you time mm -hmm. to really fall into. Um, I, I really don't think I had any expectations of you, honestly. And if I'm wrong, correct me. I don't know if you had... I mean, I feel like you had general expectations of being in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, like, we're devoted to each other. You know, general yeah, like expectations. Yeah, like general expectations, but nothing outside of that. Right. I feel like normal. a lot of the issues with expectations our relationship came from my side because I assumed that you would want certain things once there was a label attached. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like I said, a lot of the hurdles was about me getting over what those labels meant and the expectations I attached to the label. Right. Cause even when we were boyfriend and girlfriend and I finally got comfortable with that enough to where it's like, okay, I'll hold your hand, you know, <laughs> that after, took years, by the way. after a couple of years, Maybe I'll hold like your four hand. years. It wasn't four years. It wasn't I, that long. Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't that long. Y it was a couple of years though, but before I would hold your hand in public, you know, and I got comfortable with that. Then the next thing, like a few years later, it's like, Okay, no, now he's my fiance, and it's like, okay, what does that mean? Because now it's like I'm having this suffocation moment again. It's like, okay, what does this mean? It's like, okay, are we getting, you know, like this is fiance? That's sounds serious, you know, you know. And even before we even got to that, the you know, when you asked me the first time, you know, I said no because I knew that that label was suffocating to me. You know what I'm saying? I knew that number one. We're too young. Yeah, I asked you way early in the yeah. game. I did. We were too young. But even the second time you asked me, I was just like, <sighs> you know, I was not ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you, to me, I understood like, okay, if you accept a person's proposal, that means you intend to marry this person and spend the rest of your life with this person. And I knew at that time, like I said, you're my only real experience my only boyfriend you know my only real boyfriend first experience in everything you know right. what i'm saying so right, right. it's like okay i'm gonna commit the rest of my life based on this one experience i need to be very 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 sure right so i knew like with the label fiance there's going to be expectations of that means you're going to marry this person right and i don't take marriage lightly i feel like if you say you're going to marry somebody, that means you're in it for the long haul. Like you, you are basically pledging the rest of your life. If mm -hmm. you live to be a hundred or, or whatever, right. that's a lot of years to be with this one person. So you need to be very, very sure. So the expectations of fiance was overwhelming to me for a little bit. Cause it's like, okay, what does this mean? You know, does that mean, okay, we can't have, you know, fun and be loose like how we were, when we we're just boyfriend and girlfriend, right. you know, because now it's like, oh, fiance, that sounds serious. Does that mean we have to be serious now? Like adults, adults, you know, what does that look like? And, right. you know, and then when we figure it out, like, OK, it doesn't really mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Besides, it's okay, just another I'm gonna, stage of our relationship. Yeah, it's just another stage of relationship. Right. It, it just means that, OK, I'm going to marry you and be with you for the rest of my life. Like, correct. You know, so I feel like for every hurdle of, and the expectations that I had attached to it. When we really strip it back, I feel it was like societal pressures of what I thought a wife or fiance was supposed to look like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. growing up, I didn't see a lot of healthy relationships. Yep. Me neither. So the expectations that I had 
being a romantic comedy girl, but also seeing the vast difference of volatile relationships. There was no real in between for me. It was either I was expecting super gushy romance or this is going to be volatile. You know what I'm saying? So growing up with that, you know, a lot of the relationships that I saw, like I said, were very serious and volatile. They weren't very playful. They weren't, you know, very relaxed. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that means we're going to have to be super serious. We're not going to have fun anymore. You know, like those were the things that I was expecting. Right. And projecting at the same time, because like I said, that's what I saw. It's like, you can only kind of like expect what you see. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, that's why it's important to to see different things, to see different relationships. Absolutely. So you know that there's a vast array of different relationships out there. But when the majority of a relationship of the real life relationships you see are so volatile, that's kind of like what you're expecting, you know, especially like growing up Nigerian and a female and the firstborn, there's a lot of expectations that's put on you mm. to be, you know, in charge, to be like the second mother in the house, to be the person that's always doing everything right. for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So in, even in our relationship, I was like, okay, that means if I'm preparing to be his wife by being his fiance, then that means, okay, I'm going to have to be the one to do everything. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. He's going to expect me to cook every day. He's going to expect me to, to clean every day. And you know, all these kind of things. That's what I was, you know, in your head, in my head. That's what right. I was conditioned to, in to a way think. to expect because, right. you know, like I said, that's how I, I grew up. Right. Like for me personally, um, I, I wouldn't say I def- necessarily had those expectations, but s- a few did pop into my head mm-hmm. and I would have to fight those, especially when, when it was time to come to marriage, right? Um, like cooking every day, right? I kind of had that, but I was like, you're not that type of person. So it was like, okay, let me kind of eliminate that one. Not because I didn't want it. It was because I knew who I was marrying. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to expect something that you're not comfortable with. If you decided over time that, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Great. I will support you. And correct me if I'm wrong. In our relationship since the beginning, all I've ever wanted to do was not just love you, but uplift you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it was my expectation is because of the things that we both have gone through uh, and the experiences that we both have had. I wanted to be the the. And essentially your champion, because mm-hmm. I wanted you to know that it does not have to be the way you thought it should be, mm-hmm. whether it be our relationship when we were first getting together and then subsequently our marriage. I wanted you to know that, hey, we're in this together. We're in a partnership together. You know, I don't want you to feel like I have certain expectations of what you think it should look like. Right. Because I even remember when we first got married, you know, maybe stepping ahead a little bit. Um the first week was hard. I would say the first year of our marriage was hard. I feel like the first year first of week our marriage, was really first year was hard, but the first week the first week was hard because I felt like a caged animal. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That's why I said like the and not even yeah the first week of our marriage not our, 
because we had two weddings. We had two weddings. And and, and, and for some those, people don't know that. You some know, people so don't know that. So we we're going to get weddings. into that. We're going to get so into that. So when you... we were officially married, th- that first week oh my God. was very difficult. And it wasn't difficult because of him. I take full responsibility. I felt like a caged animal. Oh my God. And I was like, I <laughs> cannot do this. Oh I have God. to get out of here. What is this? Yes. And it wasn't even, be- he wasn't even putting any pressure on me. Nope. It was like, he, he treated me the same way he's always treated me. He didn't expect anything extra, but I just felt this overwhelming burden of, oh my gosh, I'm a wife. And the expectations I had of the term wife, like I said, was based upon the things that I, I saw growing up. The relate the real life relationships that I saw growing up where the especially in Nigerian culture. Culture. Right. Where the wife did almost everything. You know, right. like the wives cooked every day. Cleaned every day, took care of their kids, took care of the kids. Some of them worked while doing all these things. It was a lot. And it was like, it wasn't equitable. You know, like the ones that I saw wasn't equitable because it's like, I don't mind like, you know, if you're a housewife and that's your job, you know, to take care of the kids and the home and all that kind of stuff. But if that's the, if you want me to be a housewife, then you have to be the provider. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to balance out. It has to be equitable. But the relationships that I saw, the wives worked also, but were also responsible for all the stuff that's going on in the house. So it felt overwhelming. And then it's like, they will have like their kids, especially the oldest being me would have to be like the second mom taking up responsibilities because the mom is at work and there's certain things that have to be done in the house. So it just felt like very overwhelming, you know? So I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm a wife. That means a lot of responsibilities. That means things are going to change. He's going to expect certain things from me. And he never did, you know, he never made me feel like, not at all. Oh, you know, this is what it's going to be now. I expect you to cook every day. I expect a fresh meal every day. He never did any of that. I'm the kind of person I like to cook, but I like to cook when I want to cook. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When I, I want to cook, I get busy. No, she throws down. And, you know and if I make a, re- if I make a request, I'm like, Oh, you know, like I, there, there's times where she doesn't cook every day. I mean, we'll figure it out or I'm no cook whatsoever, but at you know, all, I'm not a cook. But this, by, by the end of this year, by God's grace, I will learn how to cook and actually make a really great. We shall meal. see. We should, I've been on this journey for a while. We shall see. But um, but the reality was the opposite was happened to me. So you were going through this whole existential crisis, and I was really relaxed. I remember like a few days even after, maybe a week after us getting married, and I I was just like, wow, like I felt this 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 overwhelming feeling of relaxation not because oh you know like i finally got her and i'm going to change my ways no it was more like oh man like we're married now i didn't feel the the burden Two people can be in the same situation and have two totally different perspectives of course because for me it was like oh man i don't have the burden of 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 singing sinning against the lord right (laughs) because not just you don't have that and also it's like this is something that you've wanted yes. from the beginning of our relationship. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But I was the one that was more like, 
I don't know. Yeah, you really. So you by really the time wasn't. we got to the point where we did get married, I was like, "What is happening?" Because I was literally, I felt like caged. You re- no, but that's it. Wasn't that you felt it, but it actually exuded out of you. Because I remember there was things that you were on attack mode almost immediately, and I remember you took one of the because they gave us like a few copies of the certificates. And your girl over here just took one and like, I want a divorce and ripped it right in half, right I in front of my nuts. face. Like, yo, she wild out. Like but the first like, week, the first, like not even, <laughs> I think it was with, we got married on a Monday. Right. And like by Thursday, Friday, she was like in all hell breaks loose mode. Like, I was nuts. Like, Cause I was just like, what is this? And I'm Marriage? not going to lie to you. I, I'm not going to. You know what it is also is because remember when we first met, what did I tell you? When we first met, the first thing that I told you was, I don't want to get married and I don't want to have children. Oh, yeah. You did say that. It, it, you said that not when we first met. Obviously not the first day I met you, but early, yeah, yeah. very early very in our early relationship, in the relationship before we even had like, a, before we established our relationship. Right. You said that. I made it your, very clear. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't want to get married because I did not understand how people could be married for so long to one person and be in love because I didn't see a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, a lot of relationships that I saw were were very volatile. I didn't see a lot of affectionate relationships. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. And I remember like growing up and just being like, if this is what marriage is like, I don't want, I don't want this. You know what I'm saying? I want the TV type of marriage, but I didn't think the TV type of marriage was also real. You know, like certain parts of me felt like it was real, like the Cosby show and right, stuff like that. I was right, like, oh, right. the, I would love to have a marriage like that. Like they love each other so much, Clip and Claire and their kids, and they know how to talk to their kids. They're not just yelling at their kids right. or, you know, they're they're so affectionate with each other. But in the back of my mind, too, it's like, mm, no, but that's TV. Like, can that really even happen? So funny enough. I had somewhat of the same experience as well because I would look at the Cosby show when I could and other relationships and marriages. And I was, cause in my household, it was also volatile as well. And I knew that there was things that I was just like, this ain't for me. It wasn't like this ain't it. And I don't ever want it. There was something in me that was like, I know it's out there. I do want it. Even though there was really no examples outside of television that showed me that, right? So I was like, no, there has to be. Like, there had there all of these stories exist for a reason. They this all can't be make believe. And I remember when you said that, um, because we were a, having a conversation with your roommate at the time. And I remember praying, um, and you didn't know this until I told you later, that God, let me be that person for you. Let me be the person that she falls in love with. Let me person be the person that she marries, because Knowing your story and your history and knowing my story and my history, I was like, you know, I felt like it can happen with you, mm-hmm. right? That happy, um, great relationship, that happily ever after type thing could really happen. And I wanted to happen with you. Granted, that journey, thank God we're still on the journey, mm-hmm. but... It had a, a, a few rocky roads and a, a few boulders in the way. But at the same time, I knew it was possible, even though there was really no examples of it. Yeah, our, our experiences were totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you growing up with your grandparents, even though your situation was volatile at times, it was still different. You know what I'm saying? I get that. 
I saw a lot of relationships that were not what I wanted for myself growing up, you know? So I just made up my mind very early that I was like, okay, if I can't have the cliff and clear type of relationship mm -hmm. where it's like they're, they're affectionate, they're loving, they know how to talk to each other, you know, all those kind of things that, you know, obviously they tease each other, they have fun with each other, all those kind of things. It doesn't mean that they all always agree, but they know how to talk it out. They know how to handle disputes right. without it being volatile. If I can't have that, then I don't want marriage. And I didn't think that that was really possible because it was TV. Right. So I made up my mind very early was like, okay, I don't want marriage. So when I met you early in our relationship, I just wanted to set, make things clear. So you didn't have too many expectations of me where it's like, okay, this is, this is where I am. Right. I was like, I don't want to get married and I don't want to have children. You know what I'm saying? Right. So fast forward to the first week of marriage after I, you know, obviously I wasn't like dragged and drugged into marriage. You know, I, you know, eventually wanted to get married to him. Right. He's the one that made me change my opinion about getting married. But the initial didn't the, the initial moment of being married that first week was, was suffocating to me because of what, it goes back to the title, mm. right? It goes back to the label of, oh, I'm somebody's wife. Right. And the term and label of wife, for me, brought back a lot of negative negativity mm -hmm. because of the, the relationships that I saw, right. right? So I was like, okay, I'm somebody's wife. That's going to be overwhelming. Because now he's going to switch it up and expect certain things. He's going to switch it up and expect me to do this and do this and do that and do that, even though he never did. Mm -mm. But initially, that's what it was. So right. I know, like, our first year of marriage was very difficult because, like, you know, first year people are like, oh, that's your honeymoon period. That wasn't it for us. Because the first year was me assimilating to the title, right? And I feel like what really helped us was you kept on reminding me and telling me, hey, it doesn't matter what the label means to society. Right. We make our own rules. We do. You know, and that, even though you had to tell me that multiple times for me to accept it, that's what really helped. And obviously God also, because like I said, we both have to be submissive to God. So when Correct. I was really wild and it was like, okay, okay, God help me. Because I know, and the thing is, I know I'm wilding. I know I'm, I'm, I'm off the rails. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was panic mode. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like I said, it goes back to what that label meant for me. Because that label, wife, to me, came with expectations based on the way that I grew up. Right. You know, it wasn't, I didn't grow up in an environment where it's like now, now it's more loose, it's more okay, fluid in terms of uh, gender expectations right. or in terms of wife-husband expectation. Now it's right. more like, oh, everybody does everything. It's not a big deal, blah, it's blah, not. blah. But growing up in a Nigerian household, it was very clear that a wife does these things. And it seemed like it was a laundry list of things <laughs> while the husband does this one thing, which is provide, even though the wife is also providing also. So it was just like... 
I just felt like if we're going to get into a marriage, that is not going to be equitable. It's not going to be fair. It's not going to be balanced. And I would feel overwhelmed. I get that. I, and I, I mean, even looking at it now, I think there, if from my perspective, and I could be wrong, there's still people on the outside looking at our relationship like, how does that even work? Because they're so caught up in what they're used to. You know, like in terms of like the older Nigerian women that hang around your mom and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they'll look at our relationship and be like, it wouldn't really work like that in their generation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, like I said, now that things are becoming more flexible, even older generations are coming to terms with, because remember, they have children too, and their children aren't doing it like them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even older generations are now starting to see, okay, maybe our way wasn't the right wasn't way. necessarily the right way but at the same time it was the only way that they knew right you and know what i'm saying so it's like thing. i can't really judge them either because they only were doing what they knew what they knew right and you what they had the opportunity to do it's not like now now women have so many more opportunities like business you know business people you know the 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 quickest growing sector of entrepreneurs are oh, black women. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and a lot of these entrepreneurs is like, you could work from home. You could still take care of your kids. You could do, you could still do more. Whereas back then it wasn't really like that. Back then they didn't have like internet to, to be running businesses and uh, yeah. all these kind of things. Back right. then when, when they made pounded yam, like <laughs> they have to be pounding the yam. No, I listen, They didn't I have the that. instant type of stuff that, you know, we have now. They didn't right. have all of these things. So, even, you know, I feel like even now they look at, at our generation and younger generations and it's like, oh, it could have been done different. And I don't think they really judge us as much. Some do because some are stuck in their ways. Right. But I don't feel like they really judge us as much because now they understand like, oh, I didn't have to be like this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to be so caught up in you know, the, the title of wife of, of, or, or losing my identity in my husband. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. feel like a lot of them did that also, where it's like, they just want to be Mrs. So-and-so right. and they're willing right, to just right, right, take right. whatever that comes with the laundry list of stuff just to be a Mrs. Because especially in Nigerian culture, I don't know about other African cultures cause I'm Nigerian, but in Nigerian culture, like growing up so many women seem to just want the title of Mrs. Somebody. Of Mrs. Somebody. Right. Of wife. That right. they weren't really paying attention to the marriage part. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them will get into stuff, into a marriage, like quickly get into a marriage. They'd be like, oh, 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 I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And, and some of them stay, you know, for a very long time. They lose that, their own identity, get wrapped up in their kids and all that kind of stuff. And then some of them, like they run the same way they run in, it's the same way they run out. Cause they're like, I wasn't expecting this right. because in, in the culture, a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation is put on the title misses. Like a lot of respect comes with the, with the title misses. Right. So even now I see it with some, with some younger kids and I'm just like, they're running into this marriage thing, not because they really know this person or because they really want to, you know, spend their life with this person because they can't live without this person because they love this person. It's right. more like, oh, well, if I'm a missus, then somebody, these somebody people will treat me with, with respect. If I'm a missus, I can get out of my parents' house and they'll treat me with respect. If yeah. I'm a missus, I can, you know, act like a big lady amongst my friends. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, a lot of them, because they're like my generation, I feel like my generation 
because we saw the, the, the things that our parents went through was more hesitant to jump into marriage. Mm. So a lot of, you know, well, I got married at 25, but a lot of other people, you know, they got married like much later. Some of them got married in their thirties. Some of them are still not married yet. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, Whoa, this marriage thing is serious. You know what I'm saying? But some of them, because they care more about the title, if you care more about the title than you do the marriage, it is easier just to run into a marriage because you're not thinking it through. You're not thinking the long term. You're not thinking the work that's involved. You're just thinking, I want to be somebody's missus. You know what I'm saying? Right. So with that, the same way you run in, it's going to be the same way you run out. Right, you know what right, I'm right. saying? But I'm just saying, like, based on the things that I saw, the expectations that I had in my head weren't necessarily real for our relationship. Okay, so let's focus on now the realities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you had all these expectations. It took us, you know, it took us a little while after we first got married to kind of cut away at all of those expectations. I mean, even further on, we still there were still certain expectations that you had or what you thought I had of you. What are the realities now that you see looking back that helped uh, break down that, you know, that expectation wall, so to speak? The say. reality was me taking a step back and realizing he's not different. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not, he didn't switch up on me. You know what I'm saying? The reality was me coming to the realization of he's still Dane. Like he didn't, you know, we didn't get married and he's like, okay, now these are the rules and this is what I want. The same person that asked me to be his girlfriend was the same person that I married. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't see that initially because like I said, labels make me nervous. Correct. Right. But once I was able to accept what it what it was and be like, okay, we're married, but he's not switching up on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. That in itself was the biggest reality check for me mm. to be like, okay, you can relax in this. It's not going to change. So for me, that was the biggest reality thing for me. Right. Was but it took time because that's why I said the first year was very difficult. I feel like after the first year, that's when I was able to be like, okay, this is what it is. I feel like okay, I felt more relaxed in the relationship. I get that. I feel like our I first year was not the honeymoon period. Our first year was was a lot because I I was I was scared. I, that's what it really boils down to. I was scared that you were going to switch it up because I thought it was going to end up like the marriages that I saw growing up, and that scared me. So you thought that it would be like almost a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, you know I think a lot. Oh, you, I spend I a lot too. of time in my mind. I spend a lot of time just thinking. And, you know, when I think about the relationships that I saw, I try to rem- I try to go back to when those people first met, whether it was my parents or their or their friends or whatever. Right. And I'm like, there must have been a time where they were madly in love, right? Mm-hmm. There must have been a time where these people were like, oh, I love you so much. I, I'm going to do anything for you and blah, 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 blah. But some things along the way 
probably changed right. to the point where these relationships started to look not yeah. like what it originally started from. So for me, I was like scared that that would happen to our relationship. I was scared that, okay, a lot of these relationships start off real nice and sweet, but some of them go off the rails. So I was scared that that would be us. You know, right. I was, but now looking, like I said, looking back, I realized, and plus with maturing, I realized assuming that everybody that was, that's in a relationship was madly in love and couldn't live without each other and all that kind of stuff. Assuming that does a disservice because people get married for different reasons. That's true. Some do get married because they're madly in love and can't live without each other and want to spend the rest of their lives with each other and can't imagine being with anybody else. Right. But some people get married for multiple different reasons. Very true. Some of it, you know, some of it, their foundation may be love. Some of it, their foundation is not love. Mm. We don't know. We don't know what makes other people get married. We can only speak on ourselves. So once I had that realization, like I need to stop assuming that everybody relationship is like ours. Right. 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 Because that was doing a disservice to our relationship. It was. It did. You know what I'm saying? Because it made me so scared. Like, okay, but if everybody was like us and look at how we started and look at how they end up, that means we're going to end up like them too. But then I had to realize I'm assuming, I don't know their relationship. There are generations before me. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know why they got married. So I realized I had to start, stop making assumptions about other people's relationships and just focus on my own and focus on the fact that, like you said, we make our own rules. Correct. So for me, like, you know, just hearing you go back into the to archives of our relationship, I think the one thing, I, I don't know if I would necessarily call this an expectation, but I think for me, even when you were going through the things that you were going through, I was like, man, it's me. Like, I, I'm not going to change. Like, I, I, and I kept saying that to you, like, it's me. We're different. Our relationship is different. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. But that's the thing. You can say it as much as you want. It doesn't matter if the other person I can't is not ready to accept, accept it. it. I, I get that. I get that now. But at the time, you know, again, we're still young. We're still trying to figure this thing out. We're trying, still trying to I wouldn't say trying to make it work, but we're working with the levels and stages our relationship yeah. turned into. Um, and for me, you know, I did. I, I from the beginning and we said this in the last episode, I treated you like my wife. From the beginning, mm-hmm. there was nothing that was going to change my mind. Even when sometimes things got rough, you know, I would bring back how we started. And I think that was a subconscious way to remind you, like, look at where we started. Look at where we are now. You know, even though what we're going through may be difficult or even there were certain things that, you know, maybe we would come to conflict with. It would always be I would always go back to the beginning because that's what really sparked this whole thing to begin with. And look at where, you know, our relationship has has grown, has blossomed. You know, like you said, I, I have not changed and I there's no plans of me changing at all because I love you with a depth that I don't even know that has any ending, mm-hmm. period. And because of that, I'm always going to do my best to be the same person. But I may, sh- I wouldn't say I'm going to show up differently, but I'm going to be every single time the better version of me with those fundamental and also that extreme love for you. 
because I'm going to make sure that I can do my part to make our relationship grow and last by God's grace until he calls us home. Mm -hmm. So from my sense of what the reality was um, versus expectations, because I said I didn't really have much expectations mm -hmm. of what our relationship was, including our marriage. And I think the only thing that I would say that um, I had to quote unquote give up for a while was was kids. Mm -hmm. um, because again, you said that you didn't want to have kids. And I knew that going in. Um, but I did pray that not necessarily that you would change your mind or be like, okay, well, if God forbid you don't change your mind, I want to be out of this relationship. It was never, that was never on my mind at all. But I did pray that, you know, if God laid it on your heart to change your mind, that your mind would change. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a situation where you've told me stories where, you know, couples would get together, the wife couldn't have a, a baby and like either the guy would leave or, you know, well, he would get somebody else pregnant. They would get somebody else pregnant. And I remember you had that thought about me and I was like, hell no. Like that wasn't, that wasn't even on the radar. That wasn't even like, oh, like, and that, that wasn't even part of my mindset because I knew that if I, not if, but because I wanted to be with you, that if God forbid we didn't have kids, it would just be me and you. Mm -hmm. And if we had to adopt or whatever the case may be, that would be it. Like there wasn't a situation where I was like, okay, well, God forbid you can't carry my kid, whatever. It like, wasn't I'm even not... about carrying kids. I didn't want kids. Right. That you didn't want kids, right? That you didn't want children, that I'll be out. Right. Initially, that's what it was. It, was, it wasn't about, oh, I don't, about getting pregnant. It was just like, I don't want to have children. But over time, that changed. Love changes people, but I and totally love agree. also heals trauma. I realized the this is the whole nother video, but I realized the reason why I didn't want kids wasn't because I didn't want children. It was from a place of trauma. We'll go into that in a whole nother video another video about having children and all that kind of yes. stuff. But that's what it was. But back to the expectations and reality thing. I feel like another thing when it comes to expectations is accepting people the way that they are. And I feel like in our relationship, that helped you a lot because the reason why you didn't have a lot of expectations also is because you accepted me the way that I was, yeah. right? You Obviously, you hoped, you know, for me to get better every day, and you prayed. know what I'm saying, yep, and prayed, but it was never about trying to change me, no. right? It was more like, okay, this is who she is right now. I pray that, you know, the Lord will, you know, improve her will, you know, do his work within her and she'll become a better and better person, you know, will melt away that attitude, which he did, <laughs> you know, but you accepted me even in my bad attitude. You I know met what I'm you saying? where you were. Yeah, exactly. You met me where I That's was. That's the only thing And that I, I feel like do. that really helped when it comes to expectations because sometimes I notice that people get into relationships and they're thinking, oh, I can change this person, Right. So they're expecting, oh, well, when I marry this person, they're going to change. But it doesn't work that way. You can't change anybody. No. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't change me because I, I was really, mean for a I, minute. I couldn't. I couldn't. The only thing that changed me was God and me Absolutely. being willing to accept that the way that I was was not the way I wanted to be, was right. not the way I wanted to continue through life. Right. So me being receptive to God to change me was what really changed me. It wasn't him because we bumped heads for a long time, for years. For years. You know what I'm saying? Because I was still stuck in my ways. I was still like, I don't care what you got to say. This is what it is. Blah, 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 blah. My mouth, like I said, my mouth was reckless. Reckless. But 
at the end of the day, with his love, his unconditional love was really what helped me to see myself and see that I need to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? And me being a better person, I can't do it by myself because the way that I am is the way that I am because that's the way I had to be. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know how to get out of that. It was really God that helped me. Yes. I did challenge you a lot though. Uh, Obviously. That's why we bumped heads a lot because, you know, even in my bad attitude, he never like accepted it and was like, oh yeah, okay, I'll just take her bad attitude. He wasn't having it either. Not at all. You know, he wasn't allowing me to to talk to him crazy. If I talk to him crazy, he talked to me like, well, he didn't talk to me crazy, but he will definitely challenge me and be like, hey, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. So we bumped heads a lot, you know, but like I said, it was love that really made me see like, this is not who I want to be. Right. You know, I want to be. Like Wendy Williams used to call soft and pink. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> be. Took you, it took you a while. Be the feminine me. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, like right. that's who I want to sit in. That's who I want to be. Right. But I can't be that while also trying to protect myself and have all this masculine energy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I couldn't do that. All of that. I get that. And like I said, I met you where you were. You Your expectations in a lot of ways shielded you from what could have been but uh, i understood only because again the relationships that you saw shaped you in a way in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways and it shaped your decisions in a lot of ways and it unfortunately did a disservice to what you thought relationships should really look like right so again i got all of that and for me the the depth of love and meeting you where you were at the time. And again, eventually who you would become. I was willing to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Some people may not have the patience. And like you said, in the last episode, you probably wouldn't have took that if Mm -hmm. it was, if she was on the other foot. Right. And it is, I hate to say it in this cliche, but even though it was what it was, I'm grateful for the fact that you were able to step up and accept the fact that there are certain things and expectations that needed to change. Um, I'm very proud of you, of the person that you've developed into, into the woman that you've developed into, the wife that you developed into, and now the mother that you've developed into because of the fact that you were willing to shed that skin. You were willing to say, okay, this is not the version, like you just said, the version of me that I want to sit in. I want to be soft and pink. And when I see you with Zion, when I see your level of love, and I thank God because I I remember you saying, I don't want to have kids. And now with our child and by God's grace, future children, the level of love is like, whoa. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, man, this is the version that I knew was in there. This is the version that I knew and the way that you love me. You know what I'm saying? And even developing that love and being able to shed all of that, as you said it just now, that masculine energy. And being able and to express being it able to express the way that I fully want to express right. it. And right. I, and there was a while that I was waiting for that because it was like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I also, I think one expectation before we wrap this up that you had was that you thought I, I wanted a mother. 
to replace what I lost. And it wasn't that at all. It was, I really needed that woman that I married, that, that feminine energy and all guys want that, Mm -hmm. you know, they may not express it that way, Mm -hmm. but that's what we need. You know what I mean? Like we need that soft and pink version because it helps to balance the energy that we have all day where the world is on our shoulders and all this masculine energy. And we got to be tough for everybody else. And like, when we come home, it's not necessarily that we want to be soft, but we want to make sure that we're taken care of. We want to be able to say, okay, we need you to pour back that energy into us so we can go back out there and do what we have to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where that love and that, that energy and that emotion that we need comes from. And I'm so grateful now that thank God that you're at that place where you're like, I, I can do that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you can be that way. And it's like it exudes in everything that you do now, even like with the fact that we're redoing our space. You know what I'm saying? It's like that creativity that you've always had within you is now expressive in a way that even you thought I'm not too sure mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it's coming out in a way that is 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 awesome you know what I'm saying so I respect that and I, I I'm glad that we're able to get to a point where now we can look back we can reflect and share with the world because hopefully the things that we gone have gone through can give insight to people like oh wait that's what that is because mm-hmm. we didn't have that right? right we didn't have that saying we didn't have that moment where it's like okay we're going through this stuff but what is this Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i think thank god therapy helped a lot Mm -hmm. but you know even in television shows you don't see people going through the the conflict Mm -hmm. and coming out on the other side you know what i'm saying and still in a real way in in a real way right it's more of like oh well he said this she said that all right you know what it's uh, irreconcilable differences and Mm -hmm. again there's no judgment on other people it's just you know it it's relationships are what they are but when it comes to expectations it can definitely put burdens on what the realities can Mm -hmm. actually be Mm -hmm. would you agree i agree and I feel like you should also communicate your expectations Absolutely. so that people aren't making assumptions. assumptions. Communications yeah. and compromise is one of the things that I said we have to do. But I didn't. I don't think I really understood what level of communication that is. So any advice for, for giving any advice today for me is just like communicate your expectations and whatever you think the relationship should look like. And you both figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a great episode. <laughs> All right. So... Um, is there anything you want to close with? Um, thanks for watching. Thank <laughs> we you hope you enjoyed this second episode. Absolutely. And we hope you stick around for many, many more. Many and if more. you have any topics or anything that you want us to discuss as well, definitely leave it down below. Correct. Um, and also check us out on every and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Correct. Definitely. I think there's like eight different. Platforms. Links are below, whether Link. it's Google, Apple, Spotify, All the links are definitely below. Check it out. Definitely. Thank you so much for watching and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Later. No kisses.